You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Garden Report after a wacky and wild game two with the Celtics finishing as the victors. 129-119 over the Washington Wizards. He is Josue Pavone. I am Jimmy Toscano, and I also need a cold shower after this game and this performance by Isaiah Thomas. A historical performance, I might add. 53 points, 20 points in the fourth quarter, nine points in overtime. Stop me if you've heard this before. This guy... Is up to his old tricks that he's been up to all season. I don't know why I'm surprised anymore because I'm continuously surprised, and that tells me that I should stop being surprised. You know what it is? It's the stage, Jimmy. That's why. <laughs> that is really John what it is. Wall, and especially because after the first, what was it, the first half, it felt like John Wall was going to win that battle. Yeah. Because not first only was he too. pouring it in, but he had a double-double by, what, the third quarter. He was really, you know, setting up his guys, made it look like the Washington Wizards were going to run away with this one when they grabbed a significant lead. And then the fourth quarter comes around, and out comes IT. Incredible, man. I mean, what more can you say about this man? You really can't say anything more than what we've already said a million times, but it's worth repeating. This guy comes out every game just when you think the odds are stacked against him too much than they, than they ever have been. He comes out there, and he defies them, just like he's been doing, you know, whether it was AAU, high school, college. This guy's been written off his entire career. He was his yep. last pick in the NBA draft. Danny Ainge you got to give Danny Ainge credit because he saw something that not a lot of people saw, and Brad Stevens is the same way. These guys saw something in Isaiah. They traded right. for him. They've been working with him since. He's become a better player each and every game, each and every season. And now he is – is he a superstar? Do you have to call him a superstar after a game like tonight? It's not even a question anymore. And it's funny you say that because the last time we were asking that question on the Garden Report, well, at least for me, mm-hmm. was when he scored 52 points in the regular season. And, of course, the naysayers said, oh, it's a fluke. You know, it was against right. the Miami Heat. You know, it wasn't a uh, significant game. Well, you can't say that this time around. And you know what Danny needs to do? Give the guy a max game. Lock him up. Right. Okay. Lock him up. Okay, we, so he's a max that? player. Can we end that? Can we debate? end that? Okay, so he's a max, so player. He's a max player. That's a new conversation. Here, here's the thing. If, if you're the Celtics and you don't give him max money, somebody else will. So he's a max player, whether or not you want to pay him max money or somebody else will. There's a lot of people out there who still think he's a max player. A lot of people will still say, trade him or let him go. You can't build a team around him. It's becoming harder and harder to back up that argument with these performances that he's putting together every single night. Slow start for the Celtics again. Didn't cost him again, though. This, I think they were, I read they're the only team in the shot clock era to go down 10 points in the first quarter and come back and win uh, back-to-back games. So it goes, to, it goes to show you that these guys, they believe in themselves. When they go down early, they never consider themselves out. And I think a lot of that attitude has to reflect on the leadership, whether it's Isaiah, whether it's Avery Bradley, whether it's Jay Carter. These guys, they don't give up. 
And it was just another prime example of that tonight. Even late in the fourth quarter, they were yeah. down by a good amount of points. Mm -hmm. Isaiah Thomas goes down the court, hits that three-pointer, comes back on the other end, plays electric defense on John Wall, forces that miss. For him, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Forces that three-point miss from John Wall, comes down the other end, finds Terry Rozier in the corner for the three-pointer to tie the game up. I believe it tied the game up at that time. Yep. And That was huge. And you know what? I, I like that you brought up Terry Rozier because we can't forget about the fact that these guys, you know, they believe in their bench guys. They're not afraid right. to give Terry Rozier that spot. I mean, Isaiah Thomas, for him to go inside, and he could have easily drawn a foul or found someone else down low. Mm -hmm. Maybe it would have been hard to find someone else down low, but most superstars, they're not going to give it out to someone that comes right. off the bench that wasn't even necessarily a rotation guy throughout the entire regular season. But that's how he feels about Terry Rozier. He trusts Terry Rozier to knock that down, and Rozier didn't let him down. Trust is important, especially at this stage of the game. We're going to talk about a lot of those guys in the second video, a lot of the help that Isaiah had, because despite the fact that he dropped 53 points, he still needed some help from some key players tonight that showed up big in some certain spots in the game, especially late. We're going to get into that in the second video. We'll say really quick, uh, another, another storyline to add to this performance from Isaiah his late sister's birthday on the same on the same day that he goes out there Unreal. and drops 53 points. I just can't imagine being able to compartmentalize those mm -hmm. those things and and then just throw on the throw on the teeth situation as well. He was right. in the dentist chair for six hours yesterday. Missed practice. He said he was back at the dentist today to fix a you know a couple of things that weren't feeling right. So I mean, it just really goes to show historic performance, second highest playoff scoring performance uh, in Celtics history behind John Havlicek's 54. Right. Um, so, I mean, really, you can go on and on about this guy. Stay right there. Don't go anywhere. We're going to talk about the guys who helped him out. We're going to talk about a little preview, maybe looking into Game 3. What can the Celtics do to really put the foot on the Wizards' necks? Stick right there. Garden Report, Joe Sway, Jimmy. I'm going to take a quick cold shower, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Garden Report after a big Celtics victory over the Washington Wizards, 129-119. It was a lot closer than the score would dictate at the end of the game. Oh, Almost as close as a Harry's shave would get you. Oh, there you go. If you go to harrys.com uh, harrys slash Garden Report, you get a free trial. comes with a nice little razor. You get some shaving cream. I'm using it. I actually shaved before this uh, episode, before the game today. I can and tell. I think I look pretty darn good. I'm looking clean. So um, preaching what I, uh, what is it? Preach, practice what you preach. That's there what I'm go. doing right now. There you go. Um, speaking of practicing what you preach, we've been preaching that the Celtics need more than just Isaiah Thomas. And tonight, and in the playoffs, you've seen guys, in whatever games it may be, step up, whether it's Al Horford, mm -hmm. whether it's Avery Bradley. Tonight, Terry Rozier, second-year second guy who, when the Celtics drafted him, a lot of people were scratching their heads. Say, what? what? Like, he was you know, flipping through their, their programs, their, <laughs> their scouting reports. What the heck? Why are they doing this? Again, just like, just like Danny Ainge and just like Brad Stevens saw something in Isaiah Thomas, they saw something in Rozier that a lot of people didn't see. Mm -hmm. They stuck with him, and now Rozier is giving you serious, serious contributions in the playoffs. 25 minutes tonight in a game-high plus 25. Yeah, it started in game three, Jimmy, against the Chicago Bulls. You know, they really needed that energy, that bounce, I call it. Rose always has that bounce to him. Rose. You know? One of the things that used to drive me crazy about him throughout the season is that he could blow past his defender, but sometimes he can't finish. Now uh, he's starting to finish a bit. He's throwing down more. He's throwing down more a little bit, especially in the fast break. I see him coming up with steals now. He did that 
in this in this game. That was impressive. But the most impressive shot was obviously that three point in the corner. I mean, when he's a catch and shoot shooter, when he's you know doing when he's scoring in that capacity, he's a much more effective scorer. I'm not a huge fan of Rozier, you know, off the dribble, try to cross you up and then shoot in your eye type of score. But when it's catch and shoot, that's when he delivers. That was a Sam Cassell dance shot right there. A lot of people back home know what I mean by that. But Brad Stevens made a point to mention after the game that it's not his offense that really stuck out to him. His defensive rebound, he called him the best defensive rebounder on the team. And And when you actually watch him, he loves crashing the boards, yeah. rising up, ripping down that board with that one hand. That's because the bounce is real. And getting the ball out there to Isaiah Bouncy. or Avery, whoever it may be, and just getting the guys going in the other direction. And it's worked out huge for them. Speaking of Avery, another guy tonight who played some big minutes, however, disappeared for a stretch. Mm-hmm. Scary little injury. Kind of kind of happened out of nowhere. Nobody really saw it happen live. And then all of a sudden you see him limp into the locker room. Right hip. Mm-hmm. I think they called it a hip pointer. Yep. Missed some time, came back into the game, though, and in the fourth quarter hit a huge three, missed a three, got his Celtics offensive rebound, got the ball back, corner three, put the Celtics up three, I believe it was at the time. Um, So really good sign there because you saw what happened last playoffs without Avery Bradley. This team didn't stand a chance against the Hawks, so... Same thing. Um, thoughts here. on yeah, just thoughts on him returning the game. Yeah, you know, uh, Brad Stevens talked about after the game how he looked a little stiff. So of course that concerns you because you know when you're keeping up with someone like John Wall, in my opinion, the quickest oh. player in the NBA when it comes to yep. controlling the ball, you're gonna need Avery Bradley if you want to win this series. So that was a bit of a concern. Hopefully this is just a bit of a scare. Hopefully this isn't something that like dwells in the next couple of days because right. this is a quick carryover. You know, the NBA likes to speed things up in the second round. We're two days away from game three. So, of course, you know, there's no time to sort of rest and, and recuperate. But uh, speaking of resting and recuperate, Markeith Morris, I mean, <laughs> for him to bounce back the way he did. Somebody I mean, test that guy, please. I guess. <laughs> I don't know what they shot him up maybe, with before the game. Maybe man, that's where but. the rage comes from, right, Jimmy? Maybe that's why he's always so upset trying to pick a fight out there. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I mean, for him to bounce back in two days, I mean, that's that's remarkable, especially for someone who says that he had he's had injuries like this in the past, but he called Sunday's injury the worst out of all the injuries he's had in the past, there he is getting people's faces, grabbing rebounds, and making yeah. it, being effective right in that first quarter. I mean, we're talking to a guy whose ankle literally bent 180 degrees. Um, <laughs> it was more like 90 degrees, but watch the video. I mean, yeah. ankles aren't supposed to bend that oh. way. He thought it was broken, and now he's out there on the court two days later. Yeah, he played cringe. 26 minutes. Uh, he was a positive uh, in the statue tonight, a plus 10 tonight. So, yeah, and he was yapping, too. He was yapping, yeah, he, he took Al Horford out early on. That was a you know a it's little a little player. payback right there I think yeah. from the maybe uh, Horford getting under him accidentally but still you know in his mind he you know wants to be physical out there so and then at right. halftime I was watching the TNT sorry not to cut you off but at halftime no. I was watching the TNT broadcast don't ever cut me off again he was yapping on. at <laughs> he was yapping at Al Horford before the tip he was getting in his really? face a bit trying I didn't to, see that I was trying to read his lips but it looked like he was trying to oh, say something we to probably the, can't repeat it something if, to the effect of I'll, I'll keep it clean something to the effect <laughs> of you did that on purpose. Something like that. Oh. And Horford's like, whatever, man, let's play. Whatever, man, let's play. And then he clears them out two, what was it, five seconds into the game. Wow. Anyways. Okay. So hopefully they're even now. Hopefully um, all is forgiven, you know. But if Markeith Morris can can bend his ankle in ways that shouldn't be bent, I think, you know, Avery Bradley is probably in that same mentality where th- th- nothing like that's going to keep him out of this series. Right. He sees what's going on with the Celtics right now. They look like a team completely different than that of the team we saw in the first two games against the Chicago Bulls. These guys are rolling. They have all the confidence. Um, you know, they've, they've dealt with the adversity, I think, better than any team really could. Mm-hmm. And now they're going into a game three in Washington on the road. They won't have the fans behind them this time. 
not saying that the Washington Wizards have the greatest fan base. Uh, shout out to all the Wizards fans watching this video. Hate to say it. <laughs> not known as uh, one of the louder, most hostile environments. Prove me wrong. Not so much. But um, in your opinion, uh, what does Celtics have to do differently to maybe put the Wizards away earlier? Because the first two games, they've come out flat. Yeah. I think you have to make John Wall a little bit more uncomfortable. He was very comfortable out there, especially in the first half. Uh, the Wizards got out to that quick start, and you don't like to see that against the Celtics. Of course, the Celtics were able to come back just like they did in game mm -hmm. one. But at the same time, you don't want to have to snatch that momentum from them in their house. So that's going to be crucial, I think. And I also think, look out for Bradley Beal. He's not going to throw up another dud. So it's going to yep. be interesting to see how those two bounce back because they're, of course, they're, those are, that's the force that they are. You know, They need those two guys to go off every single night if they want to win this series. And, I mean, look at their bench. They're not getting a whole lot. They of help. don't have much after. So it really comes on. down to those two guys. And, of course, the guys up front to come up with big defensive stops and Morris and uh, Gortat. Mine is come prepared. I mean, Celtics, nine turnovers in the first quarter tonight. Every time you looked up, the Wizards were going back in the opposite direction. Yeah. They outshot the Celtics by over, I think it was 11, 11 shots. Mm. So even though the Celtics shot 70%, they were down double digits. So you've got to come prepared on the road. You're not going to have the fans behind you to bring you back into this game. And right. if they go down big early, you might not be able to claw back. So... Celtics, oh, you got one more thing to say. One more quick thing, something to keep keep a close eye on. The Celtics are getting to the free throw line much better than they did in the, against the uh, Chicago Bulls. Something to keep a close eye on because okay. those free 34 throws. 34 times tonight, yeah. Those free throws could really pay off in Washington if they're able to do the same thing in game three. All right, game three, Thursday night in Washington. We'll be watching. We know you guys will be as well. If there is a game five, because I have the Celtics in three. A lot of people know this. If there is a game five, we will be back here for game five. So we will see you guys then. If not, we'll see you in the Eastern Conference Finals. Ooh. I'm not jinxing anything. I'm just saying we'll see you one way or the other. I'm not jinxing anything, all, all right? right? All right. Joe Sway, Jimmy, Garden Report, Celtics, 129, 119. We're out.